0: At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to a room in Florence which has the entire world in it and to the stories of mankind's love affair with maps. New York State, 1930s. A town named Aglo started appearing on its maps. An insignificant little fleck. Aglo was shown somewhere in the Catskills, at the junction of an unnamed country road around NY206. But Aglo was fake, a deliberate fake. The name was scrambled from the initials of Otto G. Lindbergh, the director of the General Drafting Company, and his assistant, Ernest Alpers. The map-making company was putting together a map of the New York State and wanted to make sure that all its hard work wouldn't just be copied by its competitors. Map makers have been able to take their competitors to court by pointing out fake places, also known as paper towns, that were copied from their original work. For this reason, fictitious roads are often called trap streets because they entrap the company copying them. So how about the following places? Sogdiana, Thile, Tapobana, O, Samutra. Let me assure you, These are not fake places. If you were able to see a globe today or check out an atlas, you would not find them. Because to see them, you would have to travel back in time to the 16th century. Inspired by the works of Roman-Greek astronomer Ptolemy, the Florentines commissioned 53 hand-drawn maps of the world. Today, these maps sit in Palazzo Vecchio, the most important civic palace in Florence. The hall of maps is studded with a giant globe in the middle, with maps adorning the walls, closely packed to each other. Remember the three names I told you about? Each of these places have entire maps of their own. Sardyana is present-day Western Pakistan and Afghanistan. Thile is Iceland. And Tepubana or Samutra is Indonesia. One of the coolest things of the hall is the presence of hidden secret passages to other rooms normally not accessible by the visitors. For example, behind Armenia's map, is a secret passage leading to the former room of Duchess Bianca Capello of the Medici family who played a significant role in the European Renaissance. But of course, of course, the most fascinating map for me was map number 46 and 47, the Indian subcontinent. Standing in front of it was akin to traveling back to childhood. Forget the entire world. Even locating obscure towns and cities in India was infinitely better than finding Waldo. I would sweep my hand over the pages, going from state to state, discovering names I could not even pronounce. And if you think of it, most great stories of adventure, from the Hobbit to even the Game of Thrones, come furnished with a map. That's because every story of adventure is in part the story of a landscape, of the interrelationship between human beings and topography. Robert Macfarlane, in his book Landmarks, says this beautifully. Cartography is a branch of childhood. Maps and map-making are to the adult the unripened, unfulfilled desires of curiosity which pushed explorers and pioneers for centuries. They saw themselves as messengers of a kind who would come home from another land after some exchange with it. They carried with themselves stories of how marvelous and incomprehensible life was beyond the banal worlds they lived in. And on that day, standing in front of the map of the Indian subcontinent, I felt like a messenger. I scanned my eyes multiple times and I could barely recognize names even in western India, a part which I am very familiar with. I could pick up Surat, Tarapur and Goa. But I also saw Kampanir, Kanbaya, and Bingiron which I could not make any sense of. The entire western Ghats was scattered with such names. But only when I got back and started reading up on the evolution of names did I realize Kampanir eventually became Champanir. Kanbaya morphed into nine different names before it became Khambat. It led me down the rabbit hole of Italian explorers, Iranian kings, Ethiopian babas, Moroccan and Portuguese travelers, all who ruled the city or passed through it. And with them lived and died many stories. Places by their nature are not transparent. They are opaque to our eyes in the moment we see them. Because much like rereading a brilliant book or re-watching a movie reveals new things to us each time, maps have stories hidden amongst them. Stories which will uncover new truths and emotions which we have not encountered before. In the times of this pandemic, when your own room has become your entire world, find an old map and on a lazy day off, find the child within you which got lost on the bumpy road to adulthood. And tell me if you can, what became of Bingiron. Because to this day, it remains a mystery to me. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or IVMPodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am Utsavamoria on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.